0: Hello and welcome to Super Saturdays, the comic book media podcast where we rank media by its story, impact, and visuals to figure out if these projects will stand the test of time. I'm Damon A.
1: And I'm Jay Hayward. In each episode, we'll be focusing on your favorite comic books, TV shows, and movies. And this week's soups, get ready, because Damon and I, we're talking about some serious level stuff here. This is where friendships could be broken because we are going to see just where marvel cinematic universe really lands on our official tier list and let it be known that all other tier lists before and after this have not will not matter this is the one so enough talk on with the show
0: Oops. it is good to have you guys along for the ride
1: happy saturday
0: happy saturday uh jay you know i want to introduce a new segment did you hear about this new segment tell me about it damon what's this new
1: segment that you're talking about
0: this new segment is where we are going to have the time to talk about whatever comments or reviews you guys leave for the show Woo! this comment comes from cam cam says loved the format of this episode he's referring to our guardians of the galaxy episode Guardians 3 is the best MCU movie yet in my opinion, and very much worth the watch. A nice break from the crap Marvel has been putting out lately. Well, thanks Cam. Yeah, thank you. And since you're talking about the MCU, we are ranking the MCU movies.
1: Yeah, very fitting comment.
0: Exactly we're ranking the mcu movies this episode is going to be a doozy more or less i have one more thing we gotta say before we hop into this episode okay what's up soups and i saw a marvel legends version of the orb who was in his evil knievel shit and i had to just send it over to jay so my question for you jay is will you be picking up that figure
1: uh if i can find it for an affordable price near me i just might. Now, I have, I will let you guys know at home, my desk really makes me look like I'm a child. I'm not kidding. I have a lot of different figures and a whole bunch of little knickknacks around my 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 desk. I have, um, I mean, you guys won't be able to really see for the episode, but I have like a little Beetlejuice figurine, and I got like a little CM Punk for uh, my uh, AEW and, and wrestling fans. Also, CM Punk just confirmed to come back June 17th which is wild uh so i anyway i would have to find a little spot for the orb but i think as soon as i get my hands on howard the duck i'll put a little spot next to him and they can be little buddies
0: dope jay where's the lenials you're not gonna be seeing his little kid for having those hop knickknacks if you want to get technical up in my little office i have a fire escape that has spider-man his villains and his supporting cast of characters all right there and another edition i uh, yeah yeah note addition under it is daredevil versus bullseye well actually i got one more question for you oh what's up what was your first mcu movie
1: okay so here's the thing i went and i saw avengers 2 in the theater but it was with someone i was dating at the time and i was not really focused on the movie i was like i was like kissing <laughs> the oh so
0: yeah dog. i know it's
1: a, a little a little risque here yeah a mm-hmm. little little smooching uh and the thing is like i I didn't watch any of the MCU movies prior to that. So I didn't care what was happening in the movie necessarily. And then Thanos was shown at the end. And uh, I remember my date was like really excited seeing Thanos. And I had no, I had no understanding. I just did not. Uh, so wow. I guess that would be my first time. The first time I would say I sat down and was actually invested in a MCU film was either Civil War. Or Guardians. Okay. One of the two. But it would have been when they were on DVD. So it was like after the fact.
0: I think we became friends around the time Civil
1: War came out. Because I remember I was hella excited and I was telling you about it. Could have been. Yeah. I, see, I remember there was a lot of hype for Civil War. What really got my interest, and I think a lot of people, was Spider-Man coming back. Yeah. We'll, we'll dive into this when we actually get to the nitty gritty of the tier list soups. But yeah. that... that that i would say uh maybe the first time i actually saw uh mc a movie in the theater was and like actually had investment and wanted to like watch it was guardians 2 okay. that i can say and okay. so okay maybe there's also a bias for how i feel about them what about you damon were you just like straight out the gate straight out the gate i went
0: to go see iron man with my grandma i really love my granny to pieces like that's my girl and so, uh, we would honestly go to the movies all the fucking time, and she'd, like, take me to go see superhero movies all the time. And uh, we went to see Iron Man, and Iron Man was really, really good. Mind you, Soups. Damon was about, like, 8 when eight or 9 when the first Iron Man movie came yeah, out. Yeah,
1: it came out, like, 2009 after Dark Knight.
0: Yeah. And uh, the next movie that came out that same year was The Incredible Hulk. So, I had no idea that it was a whole connected universe, because I just assumed... 'Cause mind you, at that point, I already was into comics and I already was into just the animated stuff. And Kid Brain Damon was like, okay, I'm just gonna I'm just assuming that they're just not acknowledging that this universe is connected. But in my little headcanon it is, but alright. So when the Incredible Hulk came out and the after credit scene in that movie wasn't an after credit scene, they put it before the credits cause n- nobody knew it'd stay after the credits yet. But uh, I think, like, if you watch it on Disney Plus or you watch it on any place else, it's after the credits now. But, like, in theaters, it wasn't after the credits. Uh, it was when, at the end of Incredible Hulk, Robert Downey Jr., as Tony Stark, walked in and talked to uh, General Ross. That was at that moment. I was like, wait, oh, my fucking God. Ah, it's connected. This when shit's getting real. It's getting real and then I was hoping I was hoping and wondering like oh so does that mean Fantastic 4 and Spider-Man is going to like be connected too cuz those movies were coming out around the same time as Iron Man but anyways let's dive in
1: this was a tier list that I found straight from tiermaker.com I modified it a bit so for us it is going S a B C D F and not seen. And again, let make sure everyone knows here that this is the definitive tier list, which means if we've not seen it, then yeah, only our opinions solely matter. Only us do you want to do that chron- chronologically?
0: Let's just go how it appears.
1: Okay. So, yeah, this tier list that we're looking at here again on tiermaker.com. I'll list this tier list in the description. So that way you guys at home can also play along with us during today's episode. So the first one that we have on the list is Ant-Man and the Wasp.
0: I did not see that movie. I it, Am I going to be, can, get, get get canceled or kicked off as no. one of the hosts on this no, show? Honestly, maybe, possibly. Damon,
1: no, not at all. I'm going to help you right now. Uh, maybe this is... You're, you're going to have to take the grain of salt because it's me, but it's Ant-Man and the Wasp. And this is Ant-Man and the Wasp, which is the f- next film that has come out after Infinity War. So to me, I would say, because I also find the film very unmemorable, but there are some funny scenes that do keep it in my mind. I would say D tier. Yeah, I'd say D. Very below average. I would want to put it in F, but there were parts in that film that I found a lot more interesting than the first one. So, okay, easy one. Now we're on Ant-Man 1. <laughs> I would put it as yeah, A, B. B, okay. It wasn't bad, it was fun. Lie. What, it, it what wasn't do you remember bad. from Ant-Man? Like, actually. I, I remember
0: the parts that you could tell it was Edgar Wright, and I remember the parts where Thomas the Tran was there.
1: Okay, so like the ending and the points when they talk about doing their heist. I mean, Edgar Wright had a lot more. His
0: hands was like, okay, there's the fighting scene where they were at the place
1: in the hallway. Yes. That was Edgar Wright. You know what? That's true. That's true. You know what? I kind of also forget sometimes that Edgar Wright was the director for this and kind of should have just stayed as the director for the other two.
0: I mean, he didn't direct the first movie. He left production on it. And then Peyton Reed stepped in. Oh, yeah. So it, it's a whole complicated type of situation. Um, Ant Man was being worked on all the way back when the first Iron Man movie came out, and basically, okay, as the universe got beca- got bigger, and eh, they started to have a lot more restrictions, and they wanted to have a lot more connectivity to the universe, but Edgar Wright was kind of doing some pushback on it because he was like, "But like, I didn't really want to really do that." Uh, so it just became a lot of just disagreements however he was pretty far in production with this like not too far but like enough to where some of the clips that are, are in there you can tell was something that he directed or either some an idea that he came up with another cool thing that I learned recently is that like Ant-Man's streaking powers where like there's an outline of him that you see around him and everything all that type of shit that was all him he came up with that visual cue and everything Doesn't it
1: sound a bit more like a C-tier? Okay. Okay, yeah. I can give it a C. Avengers, Age of Ultron. C. I would
0: give it a C. And you know something? I'm not even finna lie. Like, the movie, is it the best Avengers movie? No. But I will say, arguably, and maybe I'm wrong, I think this is the last time, until maybe Wakanda forever, where... They were doing something visually interesting with their... Oh, 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 Jay, Jay has... A... Oh, 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 Jay slowly, slowly turned, turned on screen, guys.
1: Visually interesting? You think Avengers Age of Ultron is visually interesting? It
0: doesn't look like a car commercial, because some of these movies can look like car commercials.
1: What do you t- do? The poster itself is just nothing but gray and, like, oversaturated red to make Iron Man look cool.
0: Okay, the movie does look a little washed out. I remember it looking it, it, a lot yeah, more. No, gold. It has a lot of issues. I remember having a lot more like just gold in it. Or maybe, maybe this nostalgia goggles are
1: wearing off. Who knows? Now, the, the thing that I found so interesting about Avengers Age of Ultron was this is really the first time when this was like Disney's Marvel on the big screen. Yes, it because was. Because around this time, there was also the Avengers stuff coming out on like Disney XD, maybe Disney Channel. And several series that'll come on afterwards, and I believe Ultimate Spider-Man is already on at this point. So no, don't, don't, DC, don't, don't uh, remind me. I'm not sorry. I'm, I'm not still DC. mad about that. I'm so, so mad
0: about that still. Oh my gosh!
1: <laughs> so Disney really, I think, dropped the ball this first go around. There's so many weird tonal shifts with this film. It does to me. I don't think it looks visually interesting. Mm-hmm. I I think maybe there's some rose tinted glasses personally. Maybe because I remember this movie looking very gray and there was times when like bits of green and bits of red would pop out that were on the characters, but the environments were not very grandiose. I think that people might remember there's a couple little fun, small scenes that Joss Whedon did fine, you know, cause Joss Whedon as like a director was okay. in little like small moments with characters doesn't mean I'm, condoning or saying that just sweet and the person is okay by saying that. I also want to say full disclosure to me. I feel like with the whole conglomerate of things, the type of movies that are on our tier list, the type of movies that have come before and after it, I think this is well worthy of the lowest D if not after.
0: Hmm. Okay. I can agree with a D we, we can put it on D that's fine. After
1: Ant-Man and the wasp. I would say before Ant-Man and the Wasp. Dude, there is a moment in this film where they just have Pinocchio in an SFX audio effect singing, There Are No Strings On Me. But that was kind of cool. I will, okay, okay, I will that admit. That is not cool. That is so, it, that, the only reason why they were able to do that is because like Disney was like on it. You know what I mean? I don't know. Oh, Age of Ultron actually may have a weird discomfort in my heart the more I look back on it.
0: The more I think about it, you just reminded me about how like how irritated I was over Ultron and also disappointed, because thinking about it right now, they shouldn't have given him those damn lips. And also thinking about it right now, <laughs> I don't know. I, I like how, in the comics and in other adaptions, Ultron is very more cold and like scary. In Age of Ultron, he wasn't really that scary now that I think about it. He was only scary, I would say, when he first appeared after his creation. And then as the movie went further, he
1: became more comedic. And that's what I mean. And I, I feel as though if it was not made by Disney and the next stuff did afterwards, it would have been a completely different movie. And because of that, I feel as though Age of Ultron just falls flat next to any other kind of movie that we're going to talk about, except for a couple here, because trust me. And yeah, there are significant points that are in this movie that create a lot of other significant events that we're going to see later on. Everything involving Sokovia, Mm -hmm. you know, is all due to this movie. So I can I can understand as well how important it is for the grander scope. But I feel as though that's the only other issue. Again, is that this movie is remembered upon for these grander scope things. But um, the movie also didn't really address Sokovia very well either, and it took until like what Civil War to finally address things from it. And like that's a big jump, Good mm-hmm. like few years. You know what I mean? Like to me, it just feels like it's too jumbled of a movie, personally. Okay, um, I can understand
0: that. I would say it, it would still so be bring a D. I'd say D D? behind Ant-Man and the Ross. I'd still say D. So our next one, Infinity
1: War. I would say B. B? B. Oh, I don't know, man. That story, every time I think back upon it, every time I think about Thanos, every time I think about the visuals in that film, you want to talk about something colorful? You want to talk about something with a lot of really interesting style? Infinity War has those moments when we go to different planets and we explore these different plots and trying to get these characters to really build and come together in a way that did feel very cohesive and felt very earning of those moments. And uh, oh, you want it higher? I don't know. Yeah, oh, I think so you say I think a. it's at least I in a perfect world. I think this might be one of the best Marvel movies that they're ever going to have. Like, I I think this is like S because everything about this film beginning to end is so, it's just so well done. And the thing is that they want to try to get back to that high so quickly and try to get like Kang the Conqueror to become something of this type of threat. And I know it after, what happens with all the stuff that we're going to talk about later here. And man, we should probably mad dash a couple of it through this. Um, Cause I know there's a couple here we can maybe get through, but anyway, infinity war. I just feel everything about it was just so enjoyable. And for those who watched it day one or even the day prior, I think you can remember just how empty your gut felt because a character that you cared about either, was gone, or is suffering the fact that someone is gone. Yeah. Groot watch or Rocket watching Groot disappear. Pomora had me sobbing. Had me sobbing when I was in the theater when I saw it because like she was one of my favorite Guardians besides like Rocket and 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 Groot. It's really been her because she has had such an interesting development, and it, she was just gone, and it, it really put into the scope right then and there that this movie wasn't fucking around. And even though a lot of these characters do come back after the fact, it just felt so heavy for like the next couple of days.
0: Mm -hmm. You know, um, it just reminded me uh, about how behind the scenes, they actually were tempted to do something more in line with the comics where uh, when all the heroes died in the original Infinity uh, War and Infinity Gauntlet story, Thanos like murdered them like right off the bat like he murdered every single one of them he didn't just snap them away and they were tempted to do it but they decided not to do it last minute and I kind of feel like doing that would have had a little bit more weight but you know I would say okay I could give you a I can give I can give it an A but I wouldn't say S I wouldn't say S now we have Captain Marvel that
1: is a D that's a D. That is so generous. I'm putting yeah, actually, that bottom yeah. D. Go, go for an F. Yeah, let's do F. So, uh, someone's going to have a problem that I put Captain Marvel in F. I know. Someone's going to have an issue, right? But there's just nothing that important about that movie in the grand scheme of things like they wanted us to believe. It felt like a mess, especially
0: the advertising for it. It felt like they were... Exp- like, like, Yeah. They were advertising it in a way to say like, okay, she's going to save the day. She's going to be the big character in... Um, endgame she's gonna be the big character but it didn't really just pay off with those promises and additionally it felt like marvel was trying to ride to the high of uh, how successful wonder woman was especially in the way they marketed captain marvel i'm thinking about it and they marketed captain marvel by saying the future is female and i don't know i feel like captain marvel as a movie it just felt like it was kind of it was just kind of clunky and I didn't really leave that movie knowing who Carol Danvers is as a character. What I do know yes. is that this is the first time where I felt like the MCU kind of like... I don't want to say took a dump on source material, but it kind of just felt like they were just like, fuck for source material. Especially with the introduction of Marvel and doing all this extra type of shit. And honestly, I can understand why a lot of fans are questioning, like, well, if you guys wanted to have a female character... Female superhero character that is Captain Marvel. Why didn't you just give us Monica Rambeau as Captain Marvel? Because she was the first Captain Marvel, first female Captain Marvel. That is all right. So F. Okay, Captain America, Winter Soldier. I want to put that in S. See. Oh my gosh! You know what? I need a new co-host, everybody. I would say this. I can't believe every every single one of these we've had like a little bit of discourse complete on different. Yeah, yeah,
1: this is wild.
0: I would say Captain America Winter Soldier is the first time where the where MCU was dabbling in a different type of genre of film and it kind of, like, one of the things that the Russo said they wanted to set out and do is, is that they wanted to do a political thriller. And I feel like the movie kind of sold itself on that. It was a fun ride. And, uh, yeah, it was just a fun ride. I think the only thing that really I kind of would have preferred, I think Black Widow was amazing in this movie, but... I'm genuinely curious about what would have happened if they would have went forward with having Sharon Carter be that character, like be the character that she's supposed to be in the movie. Originally, they said they were going to have Sharon Carter be like the supporting character instead of Black Widow.
1: I feel as though it was kind of I kind of preferred Black Widow to have had that role overall personally, just because in the grand scope of this universe, she is supposed to have this greater importance. She's supposed to be part of this team. And she has not been given any chance to really have a spotlight. You know, she she has her introduction to in Iron Man 2. She has a couple of scenes to shine in Avengers. And and this movie was until... like her time,
0: like her big time to shine. Like this was like exactly where everyone's intrigue was at its peak. And honestly, I think after this movie, this is where we should have had the Black Widow movie or a like Not the one that we got, but a Black Widow movie should have been after this movie. Cause At some is, point around this, I can agree, yeah. Yeah. Uh, this would have been the time where they should have striked when the iron was hot, but we'll get to that when we get to Black Widow. But my rate for it is S. But what I, were you I thinking?
1: I, I think, if anything, we can do A. Okay, I'm fine with I'm down with, with A. doing A. I still think behind Infinity War, though.
0: Okay, I can agree with that. Captain America, The First Avenger. Okay. Yeah. I would say The First Avenger... I, I know that there's some people who don't really care for this movie. I loved this movie when I first saw it, but I haven't seen it in a couple of years. But I would say uh,
1: from my memory, I want to give it a B. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think B for sure. That that film is so fun, like beginning to end. Especially like that movie is Man. so entertaining. And one thing that's so great about that movie too is we learn so much about who this character is, and he becomes so much of a good person. It's a solid origin uh, story. Yeah. It, like, at the very beginning, too, there's not a whole lot for that character to really change as a person. He's already willing to take the grenade. It's just how the he's able to handle the environment he's put into afterward. I think that's such an interesting take on a superhero story as well. Uh, and then you add the fun that comes into him being in a World War II story, which I feel they did also just fantastic. Mm-hmm. But again, I feel like there have been stronger stories that have come out since for sure but yeah. such a fun movie and red skull i wish we could see more of him in the mcu
0: i wish so too honestly i wouldn't have been opposed if chris evans if chris evans decided that he didn't actually want to quit if we just got like one more movie after end game and then we would have got to the falcon stuff i would have been okay it could have been like his like last sort of like hurrah before he left as captain america and it could have been like one last battle between red skull boom i would have been okay with that is civil war i want to give it also like i wouldn't be i'm, I'm in between a and b it's not really a captain america movie it's not it, it it's an avengers movie but cap is mostly like this it honestly i don't think anyone's ever said this and i mean this in the best way possible that's bold already i mean this in the best way possible it. So, you know how, like, a lot of people talk about how the Fox X-Men movies are, like, basically just Wolverine with with the X-Men sprinkled in there? Civil War kind of felt like it was an Avengers movie.
1: I think that's fair. I feel as though, in its core, the main people that we're following are Cap and Bucky. True. We also have our important side characters, which are, yes, the greater Avengers as a whole but by Ultron we've lost Thor, we've lost Hulk. Taiko by TT has taken him and we will not see them for quite some time. Okay, true. We follow Black Widow, we blo- we follow Tony and this does have a lot of yeah, main, mainly of just feels like a lot of Avengers and trying to get these other people who've just not really had any other way to really connect yet into the universe since the Avengers films that have come on after, but aren't like Guardians or anything yet. They want to try to find a way to get it in. I can totally get that. When I look back on the film, though, I feel very focused in on Cap's story, and I believe in it a lot more, and I believe if anything, Civil War makes Winter Soldier stronger because it just is a better movie. And when you do have a a sequel that does feel like a better sequel to your one before, it does make that one previous feel better. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. Unless it's Shrek 3.
0: (laughs) I'd put it in A. Uh, Where would you put it?
1: Okay. I'm willing to put it in high A. Okay, I'm fine with
0: that. Next one is Doctor Strange. Strange. I would uh, C. I'm sorry. I just want to put it C. Yeah, I'm fine with C. But our Fair next enough. one that's up. What is it? It is Endgame? Endgame. A. Hi A. Uh
1: C. Oh. Whoa. I think it's time I think it's time we finally start to take the band-aid off and have a real discussion about Avengers Endgame.
0: I think the soups are going to start
1: sharpening their axes. And, and their pitchforks, they're going to yeah. pull out their torches. Yeah. They're going to... Well, here's... So here's my thing. And I've been saying this since Endgame was, was talked about, since Infinity War was talked about. This is the closest to, I think, in our young generation, in our young lives, we're going to have to say when, like, Star Wars first came out in the theater. Not in the same type of way how it changed Hollywood, but in a way, it kind of did this whole universe franchise movie idea really did change a lot of how Hollywood has handled franchising and has handled a lot of big blockbuster films since. You know, like, who who can really forget the Dark Universe, right? <laughs> they, were, they got two movies in. And then they and, stopped. And DC has been trying to make something work since you know and now they have james gunn who's to say things can be good things will be bad we also haven't seen the Flash yet so maybe that's good maybe it's bad who knows but i can say that there is a huge significance uh to the experience of going to see avengers endgame there is a proper and huge amount of fan service in this film but it neglects a lot of the characters that we were able to see expand in infinity war in certain ways. And a lot of it ends up becoming either jokes or sacrifices. And a lot of points in the movie are just because we're, we are just stuck in a different point of time. Mm -hmm. I, I feel like it's a very strong and entertaining film for how long it is. The final battle feels very worthy of again, that fan service that we've been wanting to see with, uh, Thanos and our heroes finally facing off in this giant battle of good versus evil, and everyone has a moment to shine. I love it. I feel as though just overall writing, looking back on it, if you just want to watch the movie on its own, it's not as easy. It's just not as easy. You know, maybe if you're with some people who are also in that moment, different experience as well. I, I can see it maybe being like low A, high B. Okay, okay. How, how do you feel? Don't, I can don't do. feel like you have to buckle for me. What do you? Yeah, what do you? I'm willing to compromise here.
0: I would say high A because I still believe that this high was a. a really good uh, movie. Okay, and I do remember that this is the point where like Kevin Feige said that like yo, we're not really kind of pander towards people who haven't seen the movies previously. We're just not going to give a fuck anymore. And in some areas, okay. it kind of takes away the watchability of it just being a movie that you turn on. I think it's kind of ironic, too, because uh, Stan Lee, along with the original people at Marvel, who started like making these characters or whatnot. One of the, um, I would say, call to actions or whatever when working there was that everyone's comic could be a person's first comic. That's why, uh, Jay, when we were reading older stories, you know how like they'd always reiterate like information at the beginning of the book to tell you what's going on yeah yeah i feel like marvel movies should kind of like maybe think about that i don't know but i'd say it still is like I, I i can give you low a i'll give you low a
1: okay i i can say that it's at least higher than what winter soldier
0: mm, mm, mm. i'd say behind I don't Winter feel Soldier. Like
1: it's okay so less okay i'm fine yeah, with that yeah. i thought you were gonna say above infinity war and i was not gonna be okay with that yeah no. um guardians of the galaxy i also feel like this is a high a high a high a no personally. this this i, I would movie say high brings b. so much life back i would say high, high b. b high b everything about this movie is fun and colorful but but, but it's fun every... worth
0: it was what is fun enough and on top of that I don't think the first movie is as colorful as the other entries.
1: That's that's fine, especially next to Guardians 2 and 3. They expanded upon that palette. Yeah. However, comma, every joke that is in this film, even if it doesn't make you laugh out loud, it feels like an appropriate joke. Nothing ever feels emotionally underhanded in this film.
0: Mm, I would say the what ending. Feels underhanded, I would also say Oh, oh okay what, the dance off the dance off and then i would also even argue ronan is not a good villain i don't think he really was as captivating and it's wild because i love me some james gunn and he usually does soar and excels with his villains but i think this is the moment where he kind of was like kind of dropped the ball just a little bit uh i would say that's my reasoning for having it be a high b okay i'll i'll i'll
1: buckle i'll buckle i'll do high b but that's only because after this, we have Guardians 2. And no, that's an A. I'll give you. I'm going to be giving that an A. I have an Oh, ooh, S. So here's my thing. Now, again, this, this is, again, my personal bias. The first time I, I had seen, like I said earlier in this episode, first time I had seen an MCU film in the theater that I actually cared about seeing. And it it really did put me through a huge emotional roller coaster. I really did have a lot of fun with it. And I know that some people are very controversial about the film, even now, like swaying over how they feel about it, which I think is wild. But all of the characters just feel so interesting and the worlds that we go to feel so fun and just something that that's just outside of our train of thought and whimsical and it feels like i'm watching a comic book come to life and i read this and i can also just watch it on its own and i feel like that has merit and the soundtrack is fantastic and yeah. the opening is so memorable to this day and probably one of the best openings to any marvel movie with baby groot dancing around in mr blue sky just everything about this film i think is fantastic i, I i'm willing to argue it bring it down but to me i feel it worthy of the s tier
0: okay after thinking about it i'm thinking about the emotional beats and i do love the soundtrack of guardians 2 of the three movies i would say 2 still has the best soundtrack of of the three and i'm also just thinking about the emotional beats and then the story and like i know james gunn took liberties with ego as a as a character but it worked so well uh and you know what i'm fine with it i actually really okay yeah
1: i'm okay i'll give it s i can give it s okay guys do you hear that that is our first s tier guardians of the galaxy 2 our first s tier let's give it to guardians congratulations james gunn thank you daenerys so that leads us far away home woof woof
0: you know um I had to think about this because I remember we went to go see it for my birthday. Uh, well, you weren't there. No. And, um, you know, I had a good time with the movie. It was a fun movie. But it wasn't a good Spider-Man movie.
1: I think it's a bland movie at certain points. At the beginning of the movie, for sure. I agree. Uh, the, everything about the beginning uh, at certain points with the action... And certain visuals and the pacing of the movie. I remember just sitting in the movie theater getting annoyed. The film at the beginning was really annoying me. And I've not had a lot of movies kind of like do that to me. You know, to a point where it's like I feel like offended or something. I don't, I, I don't even know how to explain it. But the movie, it made me upset. And then when we get the reveal of Mysterio being the villain... Then, if it like there's just feels like a complete shift in how the film's being handled, I don't know what it is, but that third act saves the movie for me personally. I agree. And when I've gone back and rewatched it, I'm sorry, just I want to say when I got back and rewatched it, maybe it was also due to the fact of me watching this being the next Marvel film right after Endgame. So maybe that also kind of muddied up a little bit. Where do you go from here? and this is where they go next kind of deal. So it could be something like that. But when I've gone back and watched it again on, like, Disney+, Plus, I do remember having more fun with the movie overall. But, again, that beginning still kind of, like, kind of gets to me every once in a while. Not nearly as how it did before. I don't know what it was about my first time seeing the film, but it really did get to me.
0: I think the problems that I have with that is that... (sighs) Soups, you guys know I love me some Spider-Man Number one character uh, Of my characters that I love And I feel like I think the problems that I have with this movie Is looking at it from the perspective of the character But if I'm looking at it as just a movie Yeah, I'll admit it was a fun movie in some areas And I think one of the things that really Irks me Is that the movie removes A lot of The drama that should be there For fun And in some areas it does work But in other areas it doesn't make sense It makes the movie feel clunky when you really sit down And think about it As I remember Jay you and I were talking about it a while ago When this movie came out And I was telling you about how I was kind of disappointed How they just glossed over the fact that Aunt May found out he was Spider-Man Or they glossed over the fact That Peter had Uncle Ben's luggage And then the luggage got blown up And then when he got home Aunt May didn't really care like I wouldn't I wasn't expecting her to get mad, but she might have like been a little bit sad, you know? It's I get just, it just it didn't really make sense. There wasn't really enough drama. And it's wild because it's like Spider-Man as a character. One of the things that's really driving him with his stories is his supporting cast, adding that melodrama. That's why people say he's one of the most relatable characters. Mm. Uh but I don't, I don't know. I would say we C high C, yeah. low B. For this movie
1: I, I can agree high C I think the top is C for sure the film yeah. like it's not I don't feel like there's too many bad aspects of it I like again I have fun with it I, I understand the tone that it's going for here a lot of fun inspiration just like how the first one is with a lot of fun buddy vacation films I get it and I enjoy it so I dig it middle of the road movie overall I think yeah
0: Hulk The Incredible Hulk I like that movie a lot, and I feel like that movie. A lot of people, I don't understand that like the why people don't like it. I loved the movie a lot, and I watched it. I want to say last year, for the first time in a long time, and a lot of it really just hit, and it made me wish the Hulk was kind of still like this, and especially the fighting at the end, and just the technicalities to his character, uh, even the homages to the original show, how the, the person who did the score incorporated that into the score.
1: I actually do I not. I will find it very... In- you, didn't know, you didn't realize that? I, no, I just did not expect that you actually had that much care for The Incredible Hulk.
0: Yeah, I like <laughs> that movie a lot. Um, and then just a lot of just different stuff, like like learning about that movie. I think another thing that's really cool to me is uh, how this movie is a soft reboot of The Hulk, which is pretty smart when you think about it because uh, this movie came out in 2008 so, the 2003 movie came out maybe a couple years prior, and that movie, I think financially, it did okay, but critically, it was, like, bad, if I'm not mistaken. So, they were banking off the fact that people might have seen the previous movie, but they still wanted to reboot it without being, like, a full-out reboot. Just I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I got a lot of uh, love for The Incredible Hulk, I will say. And I think it was a good um first outgoing for this um, MCU version of the Hulk, and I would like to put it high
1: C, low B. If only people can just see the shock on my face, I we can do. I'm willing to do middle C, middle C after No Way Home. Hmm. It's just i would say when you think when you when you think of everything that happens in that movie overall things are just now being able to fit to make hulk make sense now so many years after and i mean i don't know like i agree like that movie does get a lot of hate so i wouldn't put it in d i don't know if i would even put it in f because it does have a lot of fun story beats a lot of great moments of tension I will say visually it's not yeah. the best film, but it does have a weird distinction when you look back on what the MCU kind of becomes after the fact. I know that's kinda weird to I say, say, but when you look it's on still it. Good too. I don't know. I mean like I feel like the beginning of the movie for sure has its has its moments. I I don't know. When I look back on the film, it's just not one that I think I would ever like choose out of the, the whole list though. You know what I mean? So maybe like again. I, I'm living I'm going by my gut. That's my thing. But I don't know.
0: I I, I'm also going off of how like they treated the character too. It felt like there was a lot more care up with the character in mind. Fair, fair. Even down to the damn cameos. Lou Ferrigno, he cameoed, and they also had him back to voice the Hulk.
1: So you wanted above No Way Home?
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Okay, okay. We could change it later. We could change it in a bit. Um, Iron Man Two. This is the movie about the board.
0: Now, I Borth don't know if movie. it's because of my nostalgia for watching it in theaters when I was a kid. Oh, hell no. We're not putting it in
1: an S. Come on. Let me put it in S. Put the board the movie in S. No, I was going to say low C. That's okay. Low C. I-, I fucks with that. Oh, okay. Okay. I'll put, I'll put uh, it up. Did both. you know
0: that Jindy Gen- uh, Tarkovsky worked on that?
1: Tell, tell about it at home, though.
0: All right. So, soups. Jendy Torskovsky was brought on to do some of the fight choreography for the scene where War Machine and Iron Man are, like, destroying all those androids. He was on there to do that, and he also worked on some of the concept art and storyboards and whatnot. He primarily did that scene, though. That was his big magnum opus or whatever, right? So, he did it. Jon Favreau took it to the CGI dudes. The CGI dudes didn't really use almost any of it. And when the CG was done Jon Favreau then showed it to Jendy and then Jendy was like this is cool but like they didn't use any of my stuff the timing wasn't really there and all this other type of stuff and Jon Favreau after he left he was like hmm so he brought it back to the CGI team and said you know what just do exactly what's on the storyboards and I gotta say John Favreau is a good one for that because I know some directors might
1: wouldn't even give a fuck. John Favreau rocks. I do enjoy him. The, his press stuff for the Lion King was kind of batshit. I don't know what that was, but everything else though, love him. Iron Man three. D. I would say bottom C. I would say high D, low C. It is a fun, fantastic film with great comedy, and it has wonderful tension you really don't you're know what's gonna that happen you're saying that
0: while on a comic book podcast jay
1: yes i am yes i am i so to me i'm not looking at it through the comic book lens i'm looking at it through a movie lens and for me when i go and i watch this movie this is probably the iron man that i've watched the most every time when he hangs out with the kid it's like one of my favorite times with tony stark as a character the way how he that
0: kid didn't need to fucking be there
1: it's about the moment that is being made for Tony's character. All right.
0: All right. Fine, fine, fine.
1: We got the Mandarin fixed anyway.
0: Right? Yeah, we sure did. We, we got, sure he did. was but fixed. But that's only because people bitched and moaned. And this was the one time where bullying actually was like worked. It,
1: yeah, and it went crazy. But I, I thought it was fine. Overall, I, I think that the movie is fine. And when you go back, there's a lot of really fun rewatchability to it i don't know i enjoy this movie thor one and two i think are easy f's
0: no i wouldn't give the f for the first one
1: for the first thor
0: visually and also some of the scripting that movie was going in the right direction but it's yeah like i don't know
1: the issue is that a lot of stuff with thor always fucks up the continuity of marvel every time so the thing is is that thor and these guys are not actual gods they're mortals but they're like higher beings right alien god yeah right but they're not gods but then later on in the marvel universe they do say that they're gods and they do act like they're gods and they call each other gods yeah and then we have love and thunder that really takes stuff out of that just
0: basically just says yeah and i feel like the the problem was that When Thor was introduced, it was at that time when the people of the MCU were trying to figure out how much would their general audience really accept. Like, would they really accept magic or would they accept magic that is then explained as science? Because, honestly, I feel like that's what really shot them in the foot. Because if they would have just introduced Thor just being like, we're just going to go full mythology and not give a fuck. Kind of similar to how they do Wonder Woman, because Wonder Woman is just straight mythology and magic and shit like that. I think it would have been better, but this movie kind of added a lot of clusterfucked and complicated too many things. But I would say this movie would be
1: a D, low D. Uh, Eternals, I would say, I would say uh, an F. I would actually say an F. Every time I think of that movie, I actually get more and more upset. I I would say that I I thought that was really fun watching the way how certain people responded to that movie in the theater. A friend of mine that I went and saw this movie with left halfway through, like left the theater.
0: It was really forgettable.
1: The villains are poorly handled. The writings mismatch. It has the Suicide Squad issue where we keep throwing weird flashbacks in the middle. Guardians also has this issue but it does it better ish. So yeah, I would say I would say F. Iron Man 1. Jeff Bridges.
0: Uh S. Honestly, I'm genuinely curious uh if we do another tier list, where would you rank it if we did one on origin films?
1: I would for an origin film again, I I'd probably do S, but the thing is is that again the villain in that movie is like not that great either. I agree.
0: Black Panther. I'm saying S. I want to say S. S or high A.
1: That third act kind of does hurt the movie in certain aspects. The fight scene. Does it hurt the movie to the point where it's not an S? I don't I don't really know. I also feel like there's just like a couple things sometimes like the backstory that makes it a bit weird. Just looking back on the film. I don't think it hurts the movie that bad though. Um, and the only other thing is that uh what is the cannon arm guy's name?
0: Claw. Ulysses claw.
1: Claw. He also just kind of becomes very unremarkable.
0: Yeah, yeah, he just got killed off that easily.
1: But, but you know what, too? If we're going to put fucking Jeff Bridges up here, like Killmonger also is just a character. Like, has to be like higher than that. Has to be so much better than that. So I, I would say C or not C. What the fuck? S.
0: I would say it's better than the other ones. Mmm, mm, mm. yeah. I just put it on B. I'd say B.
1: Yeah, B. Ragnarok. Ooh. Now here's the thing: Do people hate Ragnarok now because they know what happens with Love and Thunder? I would say a lot of people have been like really thinking
0: about Ragnarok a lot, and their opinions have been slowly changing. And I already had this opinion when I seen it in theaters, and when I saw it at home, Ragnarok, it. It was a fun movie. It was funny. I would say high C, maybe low B. All right, next one. The original Avengers. I want to put that in A.
1: Yeah, A's fine. That movie is fun. It's enjoyable. It's a great little popcorn flick. I'd put it in bottom of A. Actually, you know what? I'd put it above Endgame. Okay. Just because I feel like that's also a huge, significant thing, too. Okay. When you think about it, the superhero team-up, and but, uh first Avengers end credit scene only really leading to... Just being an Avengers trailer, like, it was a big deal. Loki's really fun. Okay. All
0: right, next one. Shang-Chi.
1: I would give it an S. No. What? Far from it. That movie, the very first half of that movie is fantastic. The second we bring the guy who plays the Mandarin actor in the third... Yes. The second he enters the movie... And we start to go into the second, like like the climax where we're going into like the final battle. It just becomes a Marvel movie again. I
0: can give you that. I can give you that. I, I feel like the problem that I had was like the unnecessary jokes that felt like they just forced in there. I feel like the jokes that they added in, in the later half of the movie, it kind of gave me the vibes that the studio added notes to the person's script. And was like, why don't you do this and make this a little bit more funny? Especially when they had that scene where the villain they were hyping up in the marketing, in the trailers, in the beginning of the movie, ultimately just gets his soul snatched out as a joke.
1: Yeah. No, I, 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 I don't think this movie really fits around okay, us at Okay, we can do a B. Uh, Black oof. Widow.
0: <laughs> that movie is good for the first, like, I want to say 15 minutes, maybe 20 minutes. And then it kind of just, like, falls apart. And I wanted, I had a lot more hopes for that movie. And I would say, i put it in the C, C or D. C or D?
1: I'm willing to put it in the bottom of D. Okay,
0: okay. All right,
1: our next one.
0: No Way Home. I would say it's better than the other entries.
1: Oh, yeah. This one is fun. It is really all that is worth seeing in Phase 4. I'd say high B. It, like, admittedly. High B, I would say. We are Multiverse of Madness. Oh,
0: Multiverse... I think you're going to hate me for this. I want to give it a C. Low C.
1: That's totally fine. We're on our low C, though. I would
0: say... I, I, I'd put it above uh, Doctor Strange. Above the first yeah, above one? above the first one. It was a fun movie visually, though. Uh, I like the Sam Raimi-isms.
1: But that's the only thing. Yeah. Love and Thunder.
0: Um... <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
1: probably one of the worst Marvel films I've ever watched. Yeah, that movie was I ass. I do not ever want to go through that movie again, not even to watch Christian Bale. It is just not worth it. I would watch any other Christian Bale movie. Honestly,
0: at that point, just watch a compilation of his scenes because he he was the only good part in that movie. He really was.
1: I would, but then it will make me think of the movie, and then I, I would just be very upset. And I don't ever want to think of Love and Thunder ever again. Yeah we have Wakanda forever and have you seen it? So, okay. So my thoughts with Wakanda forever is that I think that the first, the beginning of the film is very tasteful to Chadwick Boseman. The film does a fantastic job being very tasteful to the legacy that Chadwick has done to the character. Um, I feel as though that this film went through a lot of production mess. And at certain points I've, it it feels like it went through some production mess in, in some thematic tones. Now, the cast all around does a fantastic job in the movie. But I feel as though that there's a lot of points where things are really backpedaled and just the way how this new Black Panther is, Shuri, I just I can't connect as much. And I don't know if that's just because the film is hurt by the fact that it's not actually Chadwick or whatever the case. Namor is an interesting enough villain, but it just doesn't feel as though it has like a grand scope as it did in the way that the first movie did. I have a couple, a couple of gripes with it. Do I think that it's a bad movie? No. I mean, if you really feel as as though worth watching, I, 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 if you're a fan of the first one, I think give this Mm. one a watch.
0: I was going to say, did you hear about what originally the plan was? Because uh, as the movie started wrapping up its um, press, Ryan Coogler like, started talking a little bit more about the plot after it was out there longer. And he was talking about the original scripting and everything. He actually said that prior to Chadwick passing, he was able to read the first draft, or at least he was able to able to read a little bit of the first draft. Uh, actually, no, I think he did read the first draft. That was the last time they talked, because Chadwick told him that like it's really good, and he was excited to work on it. And uh, Kugler talked about how in the original script, Nomura was still going to be the villain. Um, and he said that the main premise of the movie was supposed to be time. Like, it would have been a story about grieving regardless, but it was going to just be a primarily about time. And it would be Chadwick, not Chadwick, it would be T'Challa grieving the time that he lost when he was gone due to the snapping of Thanos and just him... Uh, realizing, like, he didn't really take the time to grieve the passing of his father entirely fully. Like, time was a huge part of the story, originally. Ooh, I'm really to give it an S or an A. That movie was amazing.
1: Quantumania is the biggest waste of time, other than Love and Thunder. I didn't see it. That I just don't I didn't see get it. Because it's not even an Ant-Man movie. There's no grandiose heist and it feels as though that we're just stuck in a never ending plot thread and I just don't care for Kang the Conqueror there's just nothing very interesting about this villain and nothing very interesting about Ant-Man to me and I feel as though that this movie still missed the mark I would say I would say F.
0: okay I haven't seen it so I'm gonna believe you on that Guardians 3. I would give this a
1: high B. Where in the high B's do you think? Because the thing is, is that this movie is really really good. I would say above the first one. Okay. That's fair. I mean yeah we've talked about it in a couple of our last episodes but Guardians 3 is so enjoyable and I don't know. I, I, we should have just done an episode on Guardians 3. Yeah we really could have. I,
0: I wasn't thinking. Alright Soups. So there you have it. That is our MCU tier list. You're probably going to fight us because we know how y'all like to tussle. But uh, yes,
1: but remember, <laughs> there is no other tier list that has mattered before or after. This is it. But let us know what you think. Make your own tier lists and let's see what your opinions are. I mean, again, this is fact. What we have, total concrete, 100% fact. Yeah, right, we, we're a
0: credible source. 100% credible source. Exactly. Our opinions we know are law. everything. Our opinions yes. are law, 100%. Uh, but with that being said, be sure to give us your answers for what your thoughts are on this. Or just let us know a couple of your favorite MCU movies just by, uh, you know, sending us a message or commenting like Cam did. And follow our socials. Our Instagram, at Super Saturdays Podcast. Our TikTok is at Super Saturdays Pod. And our Twitters. Twitters. <laughs> and our Twitter. At Super Saturday PC. Your messages and reviews can make their way on the show. This was Super Saturdays. I'm Damon.
1: And I'm Jay Hayward. And make sure you also check out Damon and I on our Instagrams at Damon underscore 1003 and at Jay the Movie Gal.
0: See you next Saturday, Soups.
1: Hey Soups, do you enjoy the music here on the podcast? Then why don't you check out our buddy Jake Voigt at JakeVoigtMusic.com?